0: to millennial living a lifestyle podcast showcasing how millennials survive live and thrive was good this podcast represents the millennials who are resourceful and are assets to those around them i just want to help we will learn and teach one another while promoting growth you will believe in yourself so whether you're a millennial or not this is a motivational space for anyone i'm trying to better myself here's your host octavia What's going on? What's going on, my beautiful people, my beautiful listeners? Thank you for tuning in to another episode. I am your host again, Octavia. This is the Millennial Living Podcast. If you didn't get all of that goodness in the beginning uh, during my intro. So today is part three of the COVID-19 chat that we've been having I just wanted to come to you and talk about a few resources um, that are available right now during this time. Uh, One of them, more specifically, like your financial resources, if you're experiencing a hardship due to a COVID-19 related reason, the reality is that no one is just turning off, you know, payments without you saying anything, despite what's going on. Uh, Fortunately for some, their income hasn't been impacted. Uh, So I'm anticipating that's why the companies are just not like, oh, we're just going to proactively pause everything. Because in reality, the people that work there still need to be paid and the money needs to come from somewhere. Um, Yeah, I personally think there's an insurance policy for your bigger companies to be able to pay their employees. Now, I don't know the clause in their you know, insurance agreement or contract, whatever have you that they have, but I, I'm for certain they have some type of insurance. But what happens when you don't work for such a big company? And I think that's when the CARE Act uh, spoke to specifically companies of less than 500 Uh, employees, because, you know, most of the time your smaller companies don't um, have the resources or haven't sought out um, some type of insurance to cover them financially if they needed to pay their employees. So uh, for my people who are affected um, financially, you know, their finances are affected uh, due to a COVID-19 related reason, or if you know someone and you can share this information with them. This episode right here is for you. So first I wanted to talk about your loan options. So if you have a loan, uh, whether that be a car loan, mortgage, personal loan, um, home equity loan, home equity loan, excuse me, um, these are the types of loans that I want to talk about. You know, the the type of loans that I'm speaking of, not your payday loans. Your payday loans are a little bit different. Um, So we're just speaking... um, We're speaking more to your mortgages, student loans, also uh, private and federal, big one, because a lot of the times there aren't, there isn't a lot of relief for private uh, loans, uh, private student loans. So these are the loans that I'm speaking to. So I want you to call the company, look on their website, which it should be publicized at this point, and see what type of options are available for you if you're experiencing a financial hardship due to a COVID-related reason. Make sure that you do put a COVID-19-related reason in in there, because if you're just calling and you're just experiencing a hardship, the guidelines might be a little bit different. I personally worked for a financial company, two of them actually, before, and one particularly that I worked for dealt with uh, car loans uh, for a financial institution that lent uh, car loans, and I knew. There's a couple of ways that people will call in to actually get their payment uh, deferred is what we would call a payment deferment. You can request a payment deferment uh, due to a financial hardship way before COVID. Um, This this particular institution had a process in place for if you were experiencing a financial hardship. So uh, off the bat, they would... Ask the person, you know, how many months are you looking to defer your payment? I will tell you from the back end that I saw, like, we had access to grant a deferment for two months up front. You know, if the person didn't have any um, outstanding issues, you know, there was a criteria that you had to meet. But I will tell you that it was, you know, you as a, uh, representative for the company was able to approve two months or send it off for a request for two months off the bat that was written in their policy. Uh, also a lot of people who are exhausted their deferments for the year would also request a due date change, which would essentially buy them like a month of time or a little bit less than a month of time to get some extra time to pay their, um, their bill for the month. So with that, let me go back to the deferment. So deferment means, um, in those, in that particular instance meant that they were going to move the next two payments that were due to the end of the term of the loan. And with that, yes, you still have interest accruing. So don't go out there using these things if you don't particularly need it. Um, And if you're not a person that's going to remember that, you know, at the end of the loan, why is my car note, you know, my car note was $300 a month. And all of a sudden these last two car notes or my last car note is $700. You know, I'm just throwing a number out there. That's, you know, that's based upon the interest accruing because interest is compounded daily on a car loan. You know, your mortgages are compounded, you know, it's already fixed for the month, but for your uh, car note, it is uh, compounded daily, Um, you know, if you have a regular auto loan. So with that, you have your interest for every day. So now you're, you know, moving that payment to the end. So you extended the term of the loan, which in turn, you know, you're paying more interest per day for those particular payments. Another thing I will say is some places will grant you like a payment extension type of thing, and that's just extending the payment. You're going to have um, not only that month's payment due, but also the the following month that you don't want unless you are ex- anticipating to get money from somewhere that you already have. I particularly don't promote counting money that you don't have. So what I'm saying is if you took the opportunity, uh, took a grant, took advantage of the opportunity that you're withdrawing from your retirement due to a hardship to cover you uh, during this time, that's your money, you're getting that money. I'm not talking about counting the stimulus check that you're anticipating coming. And, you know, you don't have it yet. That's not really yours. That's a giveaway. And who knows if we're going to get it. It'll be nice to get it, but (laughs) it's not yours. It's a gift. So if you get it, if we get it, that's great. If we don't, you know, that's why you don't count money. That's not yours or not um, tangible at the time. So a due date change, um, same thing. If you anticipate, oh yeah, I'm going to have this cash flow during this time, it's just more of a temporary option for me. Go ahead and do you a due date change. It'll buy you some time or ask for a due date change. And there is a fee usually associated with it, but it's always a cheaper fee and the same with the deferment. Um, you will have some. Sometimes, if you're doing a regular deferment, you will have some type of money due. It could be the interest for that month and a fee associated, but it's significantly less than if you would be paying the car note or the loan payment for that month. So, specifically to COVID 19, I don't know, maybe your company is going to be nice and waive the interest. That would be great. Um, But just in case they don't, you want to keep that in mind um, that you, could accrue additional interest and then take the opportunity when you do have extra money, you know, throughout the year or to extra money to catch up, go ahead and pay that. Like nobody is saying that you have to just pay the minimum per month, uh, every month on your loan. If you have some extra cash and you know, you defer the payment, go ahead and put you some extra cash on a principal balance, like make a principal only payment. That way it will bring um, the balance down and none of the money will have to go Directly to interest because you've already, if you're paying extra, you've already paid the interest for that's due for that month. And then anything over goes directly to the principal balance, which would in turn make you pay less on interest. And how? How you're going to pay less on interest is interest is basically compounded based upon your principal loan balance. So if you lower that balance, the next time the interest is calculated, you're actually going to pay less. We'll talk about if I lost you all there, send me a message. I'll definitely clarify for you. But I don't want to go too much into that because we're actually going to go over it uh, one day when we are talking about uh, the, finance, the finances and financial aspects and different loans and uh tidbits or what have you. So this is just a shortened version for options. You definitely can message me, uh, write me on Twitter, Instagram, DM us, whatever, uh, write us on the Facebook page. And I will definitely answer the question if you don't understand it right away, but for sake of time and trying to get through this content, uh, you know, I want to make sure that we are keeping it short and sweet and straight to the point. All right. So when I saw some reasons, if you're looking for a COVID-related reason um, that you might not think uh, you might have not thought of, because just because you see out out there that you're a person, you know, the, the guidance to me came out very clear for if you were diagnosed with covid Uh, with the coronavirus or if you were thinking that you had the coronavirus so you were being tested and you were taken out of work so during your time of quarantine the financial uh, guidance for that and the hardship uh, the hardship resources for that was very clear when it first came out but it didn't speak to like if you were facing a job loss or you know now people are being foreloaded or when you had a school-aged child that came out of school, well, a lot of people weren't afforded the opportunity to work from home. And even if you were, it's still difficult to be working from home and having to teach your school-aged child or tend to your school-aged child. So there were a lot of people that had to voluntarily step back from their jobs, whether their position was you know, whether that time away from work was able to be offset by their paid time off or sick balances. Um, But if it wasn't, and you were just having to take leave without pay, there were definitely some resources there. Like uh, some states had unemployment. You could apply for some states or some institutions or some businesses were offering their employees to go negative however many hours up front in your leave bank hours. And then there was also uh, like leave donation. So make sure you look what, for those um, resources within your organization that you work for. And if not, here are some COVID related reasons if you didn't think about it. So whether you're facing a job loss, reduced income, illness, or other issues that impact your ability to make your monthly loan payment. Those are some reasons that you can definitely request for financial hardship, you know, whatever relief that they have at your institution due to a COVID related reason. All right, so I'm looking through my notes here. So another thing I wanted to talk about was the fact that we have, I recently got an email this week that our insurance company, my husband and myself were on the same insurance, auto insurance. Our insurance company sent us an email. We're with Allstate. And they sent us an email saying that we are going to get some type of refund back due to us staying at home. For the months of April and May. Wow. Like who would have ever thought (laughs) that I would see the day that Allstate is going to give some money back? Never would have thought. Never would have thought. So I'm excited to see what they're going to refund us. And I appreciate them taking the initiative in order to realize, okay, we're paying for insurance based upon an insurance risk. And that risk significantly goes down when you're not traveling every day. So if your insurance, your auto insurance company hasn't reached out to you yet, hmm, reach out to them or you can wait. And I'm pretty sure other companies will follow suit uh, because, you know, they're going to be having to hear about, well, Allstate did this for their customers. What are you doing for me? And if nothing, then I'm leaving you. So there are quite a few of. Banks that were offering deferment on mortgage payments during the coronavirus, I actually read, I was reading an article that was on Forbes, and I'm talking like big banks, Wells Fargo, U.S. Bank, Union Bank, TD Bank, SunTrust, like the list goes on, PNC, and every company's uh, way that they're going about to relieve their um, customers is different. So I would just call your bank to figure out what the options are. They might have better options than other uh, banking institutions. Another thing I wanted to make note of is so your credit card companies, if you have a credit card, uh, and you know, and you are not able to make your minimal payment, they also. Have mechanisms in place. If you call them and tell them that you know you're experiencing a financial hardship, I personally know this for a fact because I used to work for a credit card company. Also, if they're not, um, I don't know if they still have like these programs going on right now. But I knew once upon a time, the credit card companies were selling like this insurance that if you were to become disabled or ill and you are at a loss of income that you would be able to use that insurance that you were paying a little monthly for it was like one to like five dollars or more depending on your balance every month that you pay for the insurance that you have a balance you basically covered yourself so if you had that insurance now is a great time to Utilize it if you're experiencing a loss at uh, a financial hardship or a loss of income due to a well, it doesn't have to be COVID-19 because that was in existence before COVID-19 came and just review your clause about, you know, when were the conditions or when you can actually use it. All right. So moving right along to. My people with federal student loans, so we were already written into the CARES Act uh, regarding like the flexibilities that the federal federally backed uh, student loan issuers had. Institutions, or I guess companies that held out federal student loans, they have certain uh, flexibilities related to COVID nineteen issues. So. This is going to be a little bit different and more beneficial for you if you have federal, federal student loans versus if they're private. If they're private, that's a little bit different. You have to deal with that a little bit uh, different way. But I still do believe that the private companies are issuing some type of relief for their uh, private borrowers because this is something that's nationwide that's going on. Uh, versus if you just had an isolated incident. So definitely still, I encourage you to still seek out your lender if you're with a private, uh, if you have a private student loan because you never know what options might be available to you. Uh, But I'm just now speaking to the federal uh, student loans because those are all I have and I have the direct access to for the resource. So the... CARES Act uh, was signed on March 27th, right? That that act is available f- for you on the government's website. You can actually, and I'll post the link if you want to read through the document, but the document is about 1,400 to 1,600 pages. <laughs> I just like to control F and, you know, find little, bu- put in little buzzwords if I'm looking for a resource, or I want to know what's actually covered, but it's very interesting to read, like how you can just go to the information and read it yourself versus relying on someone else, someone else's interpretation of it, um, and their comprehension might be wrong, and then they have you were going down the wrong path to begin with. So go read it yourself. You can Google CARES Act and I'll post the link. Or before I get off of this uh, episode, I'll say it for you at the end because I'll find it for you. So for my federal student loans, as soon as I log in, it tells me that all of the information that's locate, that's in regards to Uh, the coronavirus and student loan payment delays and waiving of interest, all of that is located at studentaid.gov forward slash coronavirus. Again, that's studentaid.gov forward slash coronavirus. So that, that page, you'll find it includes all information about like the relief options to student loan borrowers, uh, those who have defaulted on their federal loans. If you defaulted already and you are now, you know, now the CARES Act was implemented, how that might impact you. If you have Nelnet, that's the service for my federal student loans. It's Nelnet.com forward slash COVID hyphen so NailNet.com forward slash COVID hyphen 19. So you can see what type of uh, service loans are eligible are eligible for uh, the relief that is, or the flexibilities that were put in place under the CARES Act. All right. So I logged into my student loan, my federal student loan website that is held by NailNet. I have federal student loans only so I just wanted to put that out there so as soon as you log in there's a banner on the website it says payments postponed due to coronavirus and in parentheses it has COVID-19 and then when you click on it it gives you the explanation so it says for Nelnet accounts that begin with the letter E that's E as in Edward, they're working to apply a 0% interest rate and six-month coronavirus forbearance on federal student loans held by the U.S. Department of Education from March of March 13, 2020 through September 30th of 2020. They said that no payments will be due until October. It says that you do not need to apply for the deferment or forbearance while the coronavirus while the coronavirus forbearance is in effect, if you involve, if you have any type of enrollment and any auto debit or um, payments that are automatically withdrawn, no payments will be withdrawn during that time. Your next payment, will, your next payment. Jesus, can I speak today? Sorry, guys. Um <laughs> Your next payment will not be debited until October 2020. So it says that your account will reflect your normal interest rates. Even though you are not accruing interest, your online account will reflect regular monthly payments. The regular monthly payment amount, even though a payment will not be due as a result of the six-month forbearance placed on all federally held student loans. Sorry, dropped my phone, guys. You won't receive any paper or electronic statements during the 6 month forbearance. So you can log into your account and see this yourself. I was just reading you what mine said. Um, you know, they started off with the, the loans that are beginning with the letter E under the Coronavirus Aid Relief and Economic Security Cares Act. It has a tidbit at the bottom. I'm going to assume that <laughs> they're saying that there's not much to say to you because there's no help they c- can provide to you. Let me read it. It says that if your Nelnet account begins with a D as in David or J as in Jason, your loans are not held by the Department of Education, you can request a 90-day coronavirus forbearance at Nelnet on their website. Uh, email, this to, email them to temporarily suspend your payments. You may also want to review other options such as the economic hardship or unemployment deferment, as you may qualify for any interest subsidy with a deferment, but not a forbearance. So know the difference. Deferments and forbearance are two different two different categories. One, the interest will pay the, the interest will be paid by the government, and the other, the interest keeps accruing, and your interest will have to be paid. Uh, the interest keeps accruing, and you will have to pay your uh, interest. And to even further clarify that, I will say that the interest on subsidized loans are paid by the government. If there are unsubsidized loans, your interest keeps accruing. You get my drift. So, if you have, if you go on deferment and you have a subsidized loan, your interest will not accrue. If you have an unsubsidized loan and you're deferred, your payments will excuse me, your interest will continue to accrue. So those like your deferment uh, with, you know, your different types of deferments are like if you're in school, you know, that one that they say the interest is deferred if you're in school in the military economic hardship, parent loan plus borrower, graduate fellowship, rehabilitation training, unemployment, things of that nature. Forbearance, forbearances are like, Financial difficulties, medical expenses, employment changes. So those are your general, like your general um, options under forbearance, and the deferment usually goes a little bit in detail. That's the one that you know you can uh, have while you're in school and what have you. So I hope those tidbits about loans and things helped you guys. My last thing that I'll touch on before I head out of here is if you have utilities that are due, right? So each month we have a bill, lights, you know, whatever your utilities are, you can call those companies and ask them what they're doing um, for COVID-related reasons. Um, You know, what type of assistance they're providing. I'm talking more like the things that are are a necessity, a necessity of like your lights, gas, water, things of that nature, not your extras like Wi-Fi, cable, or what have you. I did hear that uh, Comcast is offering like some type of um, income-based Wi-Fi plan for like 20 bucks. So that is option, you know, they're being nice and maybe Verizon will follow suit. Uh, But I'm speaking more to like your utilities that are a necessity for you, like your lights. So you can call those companies and ask them, what are your options? They may just be delaying payments where they know they're not going to say, here you can have all the lights you want for free, but they're not going to turn you off or give you a certain amount of time to uh, grant you to make a payment. Another thing is there are a lot of programs out there designed for, uh, those who, those individuals that need some type of assistance, uh, with paying their utilities. And you might qualify for that if you're experiencing a financial hardship, like a reduction in income, because now you might be able to apply for those type of, um, assistance programs. So try that out. Uh, hopefully, you know, you are able to learn something in regards to what options there are available for you if you are experiencing a reduction in income or financial hardship due to a COVID-19 related reason. If you guys find out about anything else, definitely uh, leave your comments on the post that will be related to this particular episode. That way, if there's a resource that I didn't speak about that is totally beneficial, everyone can benefit from it that will need it. All right, that's all I have for you guys. Until next time, I will see you later. I hope that everyone is as safe and healthy as they can be. I continue to pray for those who are are affected by the coronavirus whether it be you are sick you know someone that is sick or you know someone who has passed or experienced a hard time uh, right now due to this pandemic my sincerest thoughts and prayers are out to you guys and I continue to pray for all of us around the world and I will see you soon peace